Greetings, football fans, and welcome to Season 2 of the CBFA Podcast. I'm your host, James Parks. Each week, I'll be joined by one or more of the field announcers to discuss all the action from Shouldice Park. It's the Calgary Bantam Football Association Podcast, and it starts now! Well, let's be off. Welcome to the CBFA Podcast. Once again, we've got Cole Fortner joining us. How you doing, Cole? Yeah, not too bad, you know, trying to survive the cold. Yeah, it is nasty out there with a capital N. But uh, it hopefully is. it's starting to taper off a little bit. Um, hopefully we'll have uh, some actual nice weather again for this weekend's action. Of course, uh, this past weekend we had city finals and uh, three snowy and cold games so um yeah uh start us off with the uh the division three final stampeders versus lions so yeah division three final stampeders versus lions our first scoreless game of the day um stampeders i don't remember how early they scored I think it was tied 0-0 at halftime, so yeah, it was, it was all, yes. all the scoring was in the second half. Yeah, and then Stampeders kind of... Yeah, we were yeah because we were thinking... Because I ended up asking all the coaches to send me a touchdown song to do something a little bit different. Uh, I hinted that that in our podcast last week. <clears throat> Just do something different, spruce up the City Finals a little bit. Um, and yeah, we were, we were wondering if we were ever going to get to hear one in that first game. By halftime, we hadn't heard anything yet. We hadn't heard um, either. Yeah, we hadn't heard either. Team's um, touchdown song. And then finally, uh, who was it? I ended up getting the touchdown. Josh Gus opened up the scoring with a 37-yard rushing touchdown. Which is when we got to hear their first touchdown song of the day, which was TNT by ACDC. We got to hear it a yeah. couple more times. Yeah, we got to hear that one three times. And the Stampeders yeah. ended up... Uh, Rolling to a twenty-four to nothing victory, uh, which yeah. gives them the division three championship. All, Congratulations, Stamp Peters! All rushing touchdowns. Um, nothing, nothing in the air. Really, all day. No, I think every team was having trouble with a uh, cold football and trying to trying to squeeze it. The yeah. snow, the cold, it was a factor. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think Gage Basalt ended up getting our uh, Wolf Kaiser MVP for Division Three. Nice, well done. A combination of decent games from both the Division Three semifinal as well as the Division Three final. Right, so that was the playoff MVP. Yes. Right on. Excellent. And then that game kind of. The weather wasn't nice for that game, but I think out of the three games, that was the nicest weather we had. <laughs> because right yeah. after that one finished, it got very windy and very snowy. And usually up in the broadcast booth, we can look across and we can see the Children's Hospital just up on the hill. Yeah, we couldn't even see that no. at the start of our second game, which was the Wildcats and Chiefs. Which actually did have our first touch passing touchdown of the day, uh, twenty-seven yeah. yard one. 
Um, nice little 27 ish. I don't think we can do the exact measurements on it. Um, so, isn't there a penalty possibly on that one? No. It was one of the later ones. But Wildcats opened up the scoring. Chiefs ended up tying it up. After the Chiefs touchdown, they kicked it off. The Wildcats had a really decent return. I think they got up to like the 30, 20 yard line ish. Yeah. Called a timeout. The quarterback got sacked. Then they threw an interception. <laughs> yeah, we were questioning that timeout. It seemed like an odd time, but I mean, they they did have a, an exceptionally long uh, return, and I think they had some personnel issues. They were trying to figure out who they wanted in there. Yeah, some of, the, some of the kids were probably confused. It's it's because it's kind of hard to tell though, because it's in one hand, it didn't look like they were short. It didn't look like anybody went off or anybody came on. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Uh, so it was kind of just, uh, Coach, oh, hey, we're a little further down the field than we're anticipating type type timeouts. Yeah. Coach Wilson maybe had a, a plan for, for something, needed a different package in there, and maybe it was, I mean, we're all guessing, but it, it did seem questionable at the time, and uh, and it went completely sideways. Yeah. Um. Then a little while later, we ended up having our first, Sack and save. Well, probably not for sack, but for safety, and I think our only safety of the playoff of the finals, which gave the Wildcats yeah. the lead. And from there, that was that pretty much ended yeah. the half. Yeah, after that, uh, after that whole timeout and and then sack interception fiasco. fiasco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after after that happened. Um, it seemed like the uh, the Chiefs weren't really able to tilt the field in their favor. They weren't able to take advantage of that, and no. the Wildcats were able to, you know, put it behind them, recover, and uh, and really they they dominated the game from there. Well, I think I think what also really helped too is start of the third they ended up recovering their own kickoff. Yeah, and then. I don't remember if it was either th- late late third or early fourth, and we're getting an eighty-five yard punt return touchdown as well. Yeah, um, which you know also could kind of helps keep the momentum in your favor. Absolutely, hundred percent. But then, the Wildcats were definitely yeah. you know full measure for that that victory. Yeah, um, I think uh, much like. Um, much like the Lions and later the the Raiders, the the weather really adversely affected the the Chiefs' passing yeah. game. Um, they they just weren't able to connect on a lot of those medium to long passes, and um, and they weren't really given a whole lot underneath. So kudos to the Wildcats' defense there. Yeah, and our because there's no fancy name for our Division Two MVP. No, uh, it's just the CBFA Division Two MVP. playoff MVP. Went to maybe they'll uh, name H- that one after uh, after um, oh who hasn't who hasn't got a a trophy named after them yet? I Neither mean, besides besides us, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we deserve that honor quite yet. But um, um, no, that one went to uh, Nate Johnson. So congratulations to Nate and the rest of the Wildcats. Right on. And uh, so, yeah, that 
The final score in that game was thirty to eight for the Wildcats. Yep. And by by uh winning that game, they earned themselves a berth into the provincial tier three uh final, which goes this Saturday Yeah, they get to host it. Um, um not quite certain who they're playing yet, but Oh, that is um, up actually I thought. Is it? Oh, did it, did we have an answer for that? Yes. Um I had a final oh, discussion uh, where it was mentioned earlier. Yeah, no, we know that the Calgary uh tier one team is going to play in Raymond against the Comets. But if there is uh if we know who is gonna be coming to Calgary to play the Wildcats, uh that information has not yet been shared with me. It's not yet up on the website. I did I did hear it in a phone call earlier, but my memory is that shot oh. that I do not remember. Okay. Well, it would I believe the, the game would have taken place on Sunday, so I will bug Ron Logan tonight and uh get an answer and yeah. then get that website updated for everyone. Um I wanna say Sage Hill, but I feel like that's very wrong. Um I don't even want to guess. The other thing we may have that I would like to note is while we have the Division Three Bantam uh, Provincials on at Shoalace on Saturday, there's also going to be about four or five high school provincial games at Shoalace on Saturday. Oh. There's two of which which have overlapping times with the Bantam ones. Oh. So we'll have to see which field that yes. they're on because yeah. right now um field is tbd the field is tbd and i know from past history that the provincial games end up being played on stampeder field so we'll we'll see how it all shakes out but again um i believe uh ron will have that information as he's the one that usually books the fields from the with the city yeah. so once he knows and shares that info with me, I'll get the website updated, and then if, everyone will know. Yeah, if if that is if that is the case, and we're at St. Peter, that is wise. It's because there's about four other provincial games being played. Yeah, that weekend as well. Yeah, in Calgary alone, gonna be a busy one for sure. So that that is, I'll, I'll mention a, a little thing that. Uh, that Ron told me actually on Saturday. So um, in the Calgary Bantam Football Association, we have Division One, Two, and Three, where uh, Division One is the uh, the best of the best. Division Two is uh, is the best of the, the the teams that got knocked out of Division One, but they're they're all made up of top eight teams. And then our bottom four play for Division Three. Uh, yep. When it comes to the provincial levels, there's tier one, tier two, and tier three, and, and maybe even beyond that. I'm not sure, but uh, the tiers and the divisions don't exactly match up. They do for for one. So our our division one champions will play in the tier one provincial championships, and uh, the tier two provincials is actually. Uh, rural teams only. Uh, they changed it a few years ago. It used to be our 
our Division Two champions would play in the Tier Two, but the rural teams were having trouble with that because, as it turned out, we always had stronger teams in the cities than they had out in the rural areas. So they wanted a, a championship that they they could actually you know have a shot at, and Football Alberta agreed. So makes sense. So it does make sense, and um, and that means that um, because um, we still want our Division Two champions to have a shot at provincials, um, the uh, the Division Two champions of the CBFA will play for the provincial Tier Three championship. So now that that's all cleared up, I'm going to jump right on it and segue back a hot second. Right. Um, Stampeders actually have won two honors this year. One, their Division Three championship, and two, they are or they were are the winner of our um, Gordy's, Gordy's third annual food fight. Gordy's third annual food fight. So they, they raised the most amount of food donations slash money. Got the That's most excellent. Um, all of that in support of the Veterans Food Bank of Cal- yeah, Calgary, which is. Very important since, you know, this coming Friday, depending on, or past Friday, depending on when people listen to this podcast, is Remembrance Day. Truly. Um, so, yes, very, very, very good of them for winning that honor. Excellent. Yeah, that's a lot of hard work from all the teams that uh, brought in a, a whole bunch of, of food that'll help feed the veterans. And uh, we we love that. Uh, that whole that whole thing the the idea of getting behind uh, Gordy and and having everyone come together with that kind of an initiative to to help the veterans who have done so much for for us and our country. So, and uh, congratulations to the Stampeders, uh, Coach Hardy, and and everyone else. Um, that's a fantastic fantastic thing that you guys have have uh have done better than anyone this year so i hope you enjoyed your pizza party it was uh it was well earned and well deserved and kind of just puts the ball in everybody else's court to do better next year right do we do we know how much uh what kind of weight we're looking at no Uh, i was sent a little note from um head coach dave hardy from just to make a little quick mention during the game. Sure. Uh, last week, but he didn't say the actual amount that they raised. Well, we'll just say it was a million and a half pounds. Sure. <laughs> um, not enough to carry the actual Stampeders through their playoff game. How about that? <laughs> well, they they won a Division Three championship, so that's pretty good. Uh, no, I said the actual, stamp, like the Calgary Stamp. Oh, the actual, yeah. yeah. The CFL Stamp. Proper stamp we're, we're not going to talk about them because oh, their we'll season just, is we'll over. We'll past that. Um, and so the awkward, awkward transition over to our uh, feature game of the of the afternoon was the slightly less snowy but extremely windy Division One City Final uh, between yeah. the Cowboys and the Raiders. Um, Absolutely frigid conditions. As as far as championship games go, unfortunately, the weather did not make for the most entertaining of games. No, 
which is after after how those two teams had their like how impressive their both these teams team seasons were it was such a letdown for the fact that the weather was just non-cooperative yeah it would have been so much nicer had these two teams been able to duke it out without the, the weather being a factor but when it comes right down to it, the weather was the same factor for both teams. They both yeah. had to make adjustments. And as it turns out, uh, Coach Al Cooper and mm-hmm. his Cowboys made more effective uh, adjustments and were able to uh, to earn a victory. Our, our Cowboys have defeated the uh, previously undefeated Raiders, which is absolutely huge i i said it last week i wouldn't have picked that i uh you did so good on well, you we'll get that. on to predictions and everyone's predictions but, in a uh, second. but yeah the uh the cowboys managed to not only uh win the game uh 17 to nothing they they uh they didn't really look like they really were challenged too much like no, i know i think the i think the Andrew raiders really was, out of sorts from what i've seen that was by far the Raiders' worst game of the season. Their offense just could not get anything yeah. going. Um, and unfortunately, that's not the game you want to be doing that in, is the City Finals. No. Um, I mean, it's the Patriots' curse. You win yeah. every game up until the last game of the season, the one you need to win the most, and you come up short. It's It's a heartbreaker. I feel, I feel bad Peters a few times in the last few years. Um, yeah, D'Angelo Spence was the was the playmaker of of the game for for sure for the Cowboys. He had the he had a nine yard rushing touchdown. He had a nineteen yard receiving touchdown later in the game. Cowboys did try for a field goal, which they missed, and they got a rouge, uh, which is how they ended up at seventeen. Spence yep. ended up getting the Division One MVP award, which is the Fred Toon MVP award. Um, yeah, and yeah. It's, the other thing to note is both those teams, the Cowboys and the Raiders, lost one game this season. Both those teams lost to the Cowboys and the Raiders this season. Yeah, they lost to each other. Unfortunately for the Raiders, the one that they won was Week One. Fortunately for the Cowboys, the one that they won was Division One City Champions, and they will head off to Raymond next week. Right, so they're on the road to Raymond, Alberta, to play the Comets, who, yeah. um, by all accounts, are a very, very strong team again this year. Uh, of course, I haven't seen them play, but I have, uh, I have heard that they are going to be going to be a real tough test. For the Cowboys. Well, and you know, we talked about it with our predictions last week, and we'll circle to that in just a minute. You know, Cowboys heading into playoffs put up nearly 400 points. Yeah. You, you count playoffs, they're probably pushing close to 500. To be a very, it's, it's kind of sad that that game's almost not here, so we can't really talk about it unless we yeah. want to drive up to Raymond on the what with the Cowboys, but <laughs> the way the weather's been, I don't really fancy that one. Right. Yeah. 
Do but we want to talk about how badly your predictions were? My my predictions were as bad as I predicted they would be. <laughs> that, that was the true. only you prediction I got right. right was that they would be terrible predictions. Well, it's not true. You did say Stampeders would win. You did not get okay. the score correct, but you did say they would win. That's true. Okay, so I was one for three. You said the Chiefs with, with would win, the and you said the Raiders would win. You also said the Cowboys would score six, which did not happen. <laughs> uh, I said uh, Stampeders, Wildcats, and Cowboys. Actually, I had all three. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. I think that's, that might yeah, be two years you in did, a row. You did really well with those. I think that might be two years in a row. <laughs> And then our president, uh, Bill Monks, had he had Lions, Wildcats, and Cowboys. So you got two or three. Yeah. Uh, Ron had Cowboys. And then Dan had Wildcats, Lions, and Raiders. So he. He was two for three. Oh, no. One for three. Oh, he was one for three. So you weren't alone on your one for three. Well, I, I have good company at the bottom. <laughs> We're not betting men, and that's why. No, uh, I I tend to uh, only make bets for fun because if I put money on it, I'm no longer having fun because I no longer have any money. That is very true. That should have been the case for this weekend. <laughs> it's been it's right been on. a it's been a rather interesting season. Just looking looking back in a week one, we had. You know the the rain cancellation of games, which was you yeah. know strange in its own. Um, we had to remake games on a couple of Monday nights, and then pushing later in the season, we had you know the city didn't want to clear the field. Yeah, so we had more games canceled, games in the new dome, more Monday night games, and then just absolute snow and wind for our city finals. Just to yeah. wrap up the absolute craziness of our oh, season yeah. this year. This this was the season of weather. Um, yeah. It 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 started off with that wicked rainstorm and thunder and lightning, and then we had sun and heat and sun and more sun for most of the season. It was it lasted well into October, which is almost unheard of. Um, and it was fantastic in that regard. It was nice that we were able to make up those games in the middle of the season from week one. I don't think we were anticipating to have to do that again in the playoffs with such a quick turnaround. But yeah, again, the weather was a factor. It it snowed, and um, and actually, I I did find out a little bit more about the issue the city was having. Um, they they did know that it was going to be an issue that the snow was coming and uh and they weren't able to get more more workers ah. and so when it came time to dealing with things on that morning the crew that should have been clearing the field for us was instead trying to keep the dome from collapsing oh, yes so uh it wasn't uh, a question of of the city being negligent as as much as it seemed, <laughs> seemed to be. Uh, it was more about the city having to make a tough call on priorities, and uh, and they they made the call. So that being what it is, um, we still got all the games in. 
and uh and we were able to to get everything culminated in some fantastic albeit cold and windy uh snowy conditions but we were able to culminate the season with three fantastic games this past saturday so i mean to be honest we haven't been the only ones that have been impacted by it high school oh, ball has been for sure. actually both three three high school city finals games have been oh sorry two two have been postponed this week because of yeah because the cold weather and unfortunately they just can't get the dome because soccer is probably carpet bombed all the bookings again mm-hmm. um i'm sure so those games have been, been, have been that everyone's so those games there's two games this week that have had to been postponed and have to get rescheduled within the provincial game is being done right that's gonna be um, tough yeah and you can't really we're fortunate enough that we're you know we got our two provincial games left one away one home but it's you can't really keep pushing games back because the weather's not gonna get any better no it's true um we are expecting a bit of a window yeah it's supposed to get you know somewhat nicer um, I think over like Thursday through the weekend, we're supposed to get maybe nicer. Yeah, but you you can't count on that. No, it Not is city. November in Canada. This is what we deal with. It's but unfortunate, we, but that's the way it is. All we can do now is wish our two Calgary teams best of luck in provincials. That's right. Wish our Slux team best of luck in their tryouts and then their adventures down to Vegas. Yes. And then we'll look forward to our banquet. Yeah. Start of December. So the selects are actually out there practicing right now. I think they have the dome. They oh do they have the dome? Lucky for them. Believe so, yes. Yeah. Don't quote me on the but I believe so. Yeah, well, yeah, because as long as they're you know the soccer guys aren't in there. Yeah, <laughs> they also very good. Well, it could be, but yeah, this this weekend, uh, November twelfth, one p.m. Uh, is the tier three provincial final. Um, check the website to see who the Wildcats will be hosting and at what field they'll be playing on. But this game this Saturday is your last chance to watch Bantam football action at Shoulders Park this season as the. Cowboys in Tier 1 will be on the road this weekend, and then if they manage to win, uh, they will be on the road again for the final. I believe uh, I believe the final will be hosted up in the capital area, Edmonton area. So and I believe it's in Edmonton, yeah. Yeah, so from, from what I understand, uh, there is no chance of the provincial final coming back here to Shoulders Park. On November nineteenth, it'll be placed played elsewhere. So, yeah. come on down to Shoal Ice Park this Saturday, November fifth, and catch the the Calgary Wildcats taking on uh, another team, the Mystery Capital Team for the uh, Tier Three Provincial Championship. Yeah, right. Big on. thank you to all the fans and parents for everything they've endured this season, otherwise, and just. You know, supporting our band of football community throughout the entire season, as always, we couldn't do it without them. Absolutely. Um, as well as our big shout out to our 
sponsor that gets mentioned and parents are probably sick and tired of hearing it all the time are Wolf Cadillac Calgary, longtime sponsor. Go check them out at 1720 Boat Trail Southwest. <laughs> Big shout out to them <laughs> as well. You bet. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll probably check in next week and uh, let you know how the Wildcats did and uh, and what we heard about the Cowboys game and what's happening there. But uh, we're we're going to wrap this up for today. So thanks very much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. The CBFA podcast is brought to you by longtime players of the game sponsor Wolf Cadillac Calgary. Check out their selection of new and used vehicles online at www.wolfcadillaccalgary.com or in person at 1720 Barlow Trail Southwest. And game day wouldn't be the same if not for superfan snacks. They're located near the plaza area of Shouldice Park. Superfan Snacks proudly supports minor football at every level. Find them on Facebook. Thank you for listening.